0: A lot has been going on with the NHR to provide context because there's still a lot of people coming in to Portugal for the first time and they're hearing about NHR and they're not too sure about what it is. Could you provide a bit of history as to where this NHR originated and what was the intent of this piece of legislation? Of course. the uh, NHR was approved in 2009. It was a very hard time from an economic and financial standpoint. We had a subprime crisis. So the purpose of this regime, we got it very uh, heavily here with, with a lot of issues uh, with, with the budget. And ultimately, we had to call the IMF. Mm-hmm. It was a serious crisis back, back in Portugal. So what, mm-hmm. what happened was that the regime was approved in 2009. And the purpose was to attract uh, investment to Portugal but also to attract uh, people that had specific skills and essentially uh, allow Portugal to become more competitive in an international setting. So it was approved um, within the context of other benefits that wanted to attract high net worth individuals and people with specific uh, you know, higher education, specific skill sets that could help the country. Mm-hmm. So, so 2009, it was approved. It took us a while to get the momentum but um and, but after one or two years the so things start uh, snowballing and the regime worked very well in the beginning for pension pension income so a lot of retirees moving to portugal and in case of retire of pension from past private employment there was no taxation in portugal and there was no taxation at source um Mm-hmm. Also so it was a double non taxation it was very nice mm-hmm. so in the first part of the, the of the uh, program we got a lot of retirees from all over a lot of people moving from France uh, from other European countries and moving to south. Portugal is a very nice country to live, warm uh, welcoming so it was uh, and it was still within Europe for for most it was easier to to, to accomplish. Uh, the, the relocation. But the, the regime also worked very well in respect of passive income, because essentially aside from pension income, what, what the, the regime had sort of a bifold solution for income flowing from outside of the country. We uh, would apply the tax exemption essentially as a method for to relieve really double taxation. Um, but because of the way the tax treaties work, and the OECD model works, in some cases, there is a reduced withholding at source. That is the case of interest and dividends or royalties in uh, most of the tax treaties. And that would allow a small withholding tax that people try uh, tend to consider um, acceptable. So 10, 15%, in some cases 5%, in some cases even 0%. And no additional taxation would arise in Portugal to those sorts of income. So it was easy. People would still keep their uh, corporate structures outside. Uh, most of these these people would have their businesses for their whole lives or half of their lives. So they were not just relocating the entire corporate structure. They would be relocating them personally, retiring, uh, changing their lives, working remotely. And they would still get this passive income with a very nice overall tax burden. Um uh, mm-hmm all things considered. So it it, it, it was very interesting. So it was one piece of, of, one leg of the regime. The other leg was for employment and self-employment income of derived from activities of high value added. Uh, in the cases where those were not exempt, would apply a flat tax of 20%. Now, if you compare it uh, with other, some countries, the 20% is not too good, but okay. you know, um, European countries, I would say even the United States, a 20% flat tax on employment and self-employment income. it was, It is very interesting. There was mm-hmm. obviously nuances, things mm-hmm. we had to plan, but it was easy to explain, easy to apply. And after a few years, the, the tax authorities adapted the formalities and, and the way to apply, and it was very easy. So you, you would essentially just change your tax residency to Portugal. It's not an artificial regime you had to change your tax residency Mm -hmm. but then after that you could apply it was very easy there was very little room for the tax authorities to refuse the the request and typically we had a final decision on one or two business days it was uh, easy to do within that context uh obviously the statistics are not completely updated and uh by the end of 2023 for instance there were a lot of people moving but I think overall there were around seventy four thousand uh newcomers to Portugal benefiting from the regime mm. I think I used the actually the the word in the I was not very accurate not newcomers because in in fact, the regime applied to foreigners moving to Portugal but also to Portuguese that spent some time abroad yeah. and were returning home mm-hmm. uh, th- that was also an interesting point of the regime because, you know, we are hearing a lot of complaints from from companies saying it is not, and from young people finishing their uh, bachelor degrees and master's degrees saying it's not uh, interesting to stay in Portugal because of the tax, uh, Mm -hmm. of the tax framework and because of the work conditions and everything. So a lot of people uh, immigrating to outside of Portugal. So there was a chance to come back with a very interesting regime. So this worked well until... Uh, October 2023.